everyone. Welcome again to Choices Finding Your Joy. Thank you for joining us today. I'm so happy to share with you just an amazing woman. I have with us today Kadori. She is a humanitarian expert on social issues, self-help specialist, and founder of Dougie's Kids. It is a charitable organization dedicated to helping and ensuring the well-being of children across America. And uh, she also is uh, the founder of the Helping Hands organization. She loves helping others. She is a registered nurse by profession, but spends a tremendous amount of time giving back. You are an angel, Kadori. You are, you're, you're a nurse angel. First, I want to say welcome. Thank you much, so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so grateful. Would you like to begin with just sharing a bit more about yourself to, for us? Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> there's a lot, but um, <laughs> the main thing I like to tell people is that I was once homeless years ago before I became a registered nurse and um, my two older daughters were kids, like two and three years old, and I had to stay in a shelter for two or three weeks. Um, I had family in a nearby state, but because of judgmental ways and how I was raised, I didn't feel like I could turn to them for help. So I just said, I'll go to a shelter till I get back on my feet. And I did just that. I had lost my job and unemployment hadn't come through, you know, in like over a month. So I got behind and had to go there. Most people are only three or four paychecks away from homelessness or having to stay with people. Um, and this was before I became a nurse. So I remember being in the shelter and how that felt and having to rely on people and, you know, charitable donations. And I always vowed internally that one day if I was able, I would give back to those in need in shelters and help them as well. So that's how I ended up starting a charity, Kadori Helping Hands, last July 2017. And um, before that, in 2011, I started a charity called Vegas Kids. That was after my son, um, Bobby, who passed away in a motorcycle accident in 2010. Oh, boy. What, uh, what a story you have and what an inspiration you are to others. And, and you know, that touches on, you know, homeless people that we see, you don't know the reason they're homeless. You know, you really don't. And it, it right. can it's, easily it's happen. The tragedy, sometimes they lost their job, sometimes it's medical, sometimes a divorce. It's all different circumstances that can happen that can render a person homeless. So you really can't judge because you don't know what people are going through or what they've been through. Yes, yes. Uh, touch uh, a little bit for us on your uh, organizations, the Helping Hands and, and Dougie's. Tell us a bit about those, please. Okay. Well, with Dougie's Kids, as I said, I started that organization in 2011. And um, namesake of my son, we called him Dougie. His name was Bobby. He never had children, but he always was mentoring children and doing things for kids, like taking them to their ball games and traveling. And so I figured, you know, to let his name live on, I started a charity in his name, as well as give back to children scholarships, school supplies, things in need. So that's when I started that. And we still do some of that every year as well. With Kadori Helping Hands, I started that July 2017 
to give back to children in a local shelter in Texas um, that needed backpacks filled with school supplies. And it went from that to the hurricane um, hit Texas, um, Houston area in August 2017. So I ended up helping people with toiletries and um, diapers and just all the way through the end of the year gave out the organization gave out turkeys and ham at Christmas and Thanksgiving last year. And we also started our first annual coat drive during the winter to give um, over 100 coats to those people in need, um, you know, adults and children. So it's did a lot in just a short year. And <laughs> we've still been giving all year long to single moms, diapers and things like that. Oh, I love it. I love it. Is there a website uh, you can share about these organizations for yes. anyone listening or watching so they can donate? Yes, um, all of it is under my main website, Kadori Brand, um, C-A-D-O-R-I-B-R-A-N-D.net, and you just go to the navigation bar and you can click on any um, of the services that I offer, which one of them is Kadori Helping Hands, and you can see some of the pictures and things like that. Oh. Thank you so much. I, that is just such a beautiful thing to do. And you know, you are such an example of what one person can create, what oh, yeah. one person can begin. Each person has a lot of power, whether good or bad. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, I agree. And I know an, uh, another aspect of what you do, Kadori, is you help others uh, with grief and, and understanding and, and handling grief. What are the stages of grief and how, how do they impact our life? Uh, it, it, it impacts people in a tremendous way, especially if you don't get counseling or help that you need. Um, I'm a member of an um, angel mom group. It's mothers that lost children all the way from stillborn to adult children. It's still your child. Um, so we meet up a few times a year and get together, eat. We can call on each other when no one else can listen. But for me, I was extremely close with my son, and I knew that when he passed away, I would need to get counseling. So I ended up getting, you know, taking care of my mental health. I went and got therapy for a number of months, and it didn't seem like it was doing anything at the time, but it actually was. It was getting the feelings out, getting to talk about it, write it that, writing that, writing it down, and letting you be around other people to know that you're not the only one dealing with it. Um, so, in ways you don't think will help, it really does help, and you can tell the difference in people that actually get counseling and apply the tools, and the people that don't, because it's a downward spiral when you need help, especially grief, and you don't reach out and get it, it will show up in your life in other ways through acting out, you know, the first stage is denial, then you're angry, you just go through everything, you have to end up being depressed for forever, if you don't get a, you know, get a handle on it. And I was able to, through all of that, years later to start, you know, writing my book and starting the charity and all that, because I realized that I have a purpose that's bigger than the grief that I was going through to reach back inside myself and figure out who I was and what I'm supposed to be doing in this life. And that's why I am here now. Yes. So to someone who may be listening or watching this video and just filled with grief right now, what, what would be the, the first few things you would say to them? Um, first thing you have to do with anything is acknowledge that it is impacting your life in a way that 
maybe not as healthy as it should be. You should go through and be sad and cry, but it should not last for a long time. Um, you also have other people in your life, like maybe children or other family members or friends that are not going to be able to um, really get anything out of you other than sadness. And that's not how you should be living. Another thing that helped me with my grief is realizing that the person that's gone, most times if they were here talking to you, they would tell you they want you to live your life. They wouldn't want you to be sad. I know my son would tell me that because when he was alive, he was always saying, Mom, you need to put yourself first. You're always doing for everybody else. So I know exactly what he would say. He wouldn't want me to be sad or be on drugs or alcoholic. You know, I know what he would say. So those things push me to be a better person and to not just be swallowed up by grief. Yeah. Oh, yes, that, that is so true. And, and Kadori, at what point would you say if we're really, you know, if we're just having such a struggle, what point would we want to seek medical attention? I think that if it just starts impacting your daily life day after day after day, you know, it's a different time, you know, it's no time limit on grief for anybody. Um, sometimes it doesn't hit you till later. For me, um, the grief didn't really hit me till almost a year after my son was gone. I was just in grind mode right after he passed out, working a lot, just moving around, probably because I didn't really want to accept it. And then close to a year later, it just hit me and I just found myself really getting depressed and that's when I reached out so you never know what it's going to hit you but after a period of time it could be a month two months three months if you're just wallowing in bed don't want to eat don't want to participate in activities don't want to talk to anybody you're just not yourself or nowhere near yourself you want to reach out and start getting some counseling some specific grief counseling those therapists deal with grief just by itself and they can give you tools and things to read and things to do that can help you. It really does help. I'm here to tell you it really does help if you apply it. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Because would you say, it, you know, when we have challenges in life, you know, they, they do, they can just tear us down. But then on the other perspective, new doors open because our life has changed. And you know, so you have to say, okay, this is a new day. How do I proceed? Huh? Right. Yeah. It, yeah. And doing the grief, you know, like I said, they teach you tools and techniques. One of them is to journal, you know, to get a journal and just write down how you're feeling in the morning, how you're feeling at night, keep up with what you're eating and drinking, you know, the number of hours you're sleeping, if you're taking in enough water, just basic things that you would never think of. And when you write things down, it gets it out of you. You know, when you have all the sadness inside of your different feelings, when you write it down or you talk to people, it comes out of your system. So now it's on the outside and it's not in you. When you keep things bottled up inside of you, whatever it is, it does not yield the best result for you. It, it, you know, it can actually manifest itself into illnesses that you'll have, sicknesses and things that are just not healthy for you at all beyond the sadness and depression. Yes. Yes. And would you say anger can come also along with the grief? I know myself when I was young, I had a, a family member that I just absolutely adored and he passed away suddenly and I was so angry at the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and anger will consume you and you'll be lashing out at people at work or in your family and you know deep down inside that it's not 
for the reason that you're lashing out, but it's something else that's not being addressed. Mm-hmm. It has to be addressed and you have to get the help for it. There's nothing wrong with getting help. I, I preach that all the time about getting mental health. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's grief or anything else. If it's, you know, a part of your life and it's unhealthy, like anger, you need to get help for that because it's going to come out on the wrong people and you're not going to be able to live the best life that you can live being like that all the time. You have to get help for it. Yeah. Yeah. And would you say it's, you know, it can be such a challenge to face grief, but really it, we can do it, you know, just kind of know that we can do it. What, what words of advice would you give to others that are just like, I don't know if I can do this. You, you know, we, you have to be careful what you tell yourself because whatever you tell yourself, you're listening. Mm-hmm. So when you tell yourself you can't do something, you're not going to do it. You yeah. have to first start talking positive, reading positive affirmations. You know, on social media, online, you can Google positive affirmations and you start reciting those things, putting those positive words inside of you, surrounding yourself with people who are positive and not negative. Just doing the things that you need to do to make yourself better. It's no magic trick. There's no snap of the finger and I'm well, I'm not sad anymore, I'm not depressed. You have to actually be actively involved in doing the things you need to do to be better, no matter who you are and what you're dealing with. You have to. And and over time, you can see your life turn and get better. Yes, yes. So I, what inspired you to become a nurse? Kadori, was it you? Was it just you wanting to help others because of what you'd gone through? Because that's that's that, and I've always been a caretaker since I was a kid. Career. <laughs> what? Pardon me. I'm one of thirteen. I'm um, one of thirteen children. Yes. I to help raise my my siblings when my parents weren't home a lot, so I've been a caretaker since I was a child, so I think I'm naturally a giving person and naturally a caring person. So I was drawn to nursing when I was in high school, and I was exposed to some nurses and saw what they did, and I said that I want. Yes, because that is a career of caring and passion. It really is. Yeah, it is. And, you know, you've just branched out with that and creating your organizations. Would you like, people love, love to hear stories. Is, would you like to share any particular stories of or how you felt during some of the things you've, you've done, like with Helping Hands, making the difference that you do? Yeah, um, well, first of all, like I said, I started the Helping Hands because I was in a shelter years ago and I vowed that I would help people in need. But when the hurricane hit the Houston area, people lost everything. A lot of people lost everything. I had a little damage to my home, but I didn't lose anything. I mean, some people even lost. Looking at people that's so appreciative of everyday everyday things like toiletries, um, diapers, food and things like that you can give to them. It, it gives you a feeling that you never know. And that's another thing, too. Let me stop from this and go over here. If you're feeling depressed, down and out, or sad about yourself, or even angry, guess what makes that go away? If you go and volunteer and help someone in need. 
So whenever you're feeling like, woe is me, my life is the worst, if you go to a local shelter or any of these groups in your, in your city or nearby city and volunteer, that's a feeling that words can't describe because you're actually helping people who are in a worse situation than you are and you get a great feeling from that. So when I was helping people from Hurricane Harvey, and I'm still helping them today because the city's still not back up and running. There's still a lot of people that haven't, you know, found another place to live and still have things that lost a lot. And it takes a while to rebuild and get things back where they need to be. But people are so gracious and so happy that somebody cares, genuinely cares, and is helping them with basic things like toiletries, diapers, deodorant, you know, things for Christmas, a coat, you know, people lost things. So when I was giving out coats to families and children at Christmas time, they were just so happy to get that. So it gives you a wonderful feeling when you actually give to people and help people that really need it. Yes. And wouldn't you say, I know this is something I've experienced when being somewhere where there's great need and offering that help, being there in person is such a different experience than just watching something on TV. It, it forever changes you, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Because these are human beings and you see them and you know that that could be someone you know. You know, if not you, it could be someone you know or someone in your family. So seeing them and talking to them and listening to their stories and hugging them, it, it, you have to be there to experience that. Absolutely. Yes. I, I know myself on mission trips I've taken to other countries. What you see and experience you know, it does, it, it just makes you realize this problem that you think you may have really is nothing on the scale exactly. compared to what others are going through. Exactly. It gives you a different outlook in life and gets you out of your circle of what you think is big. It ends up being very minute. Yes. <laughs> That's why yes. I say whatever you're dealing with, if you go volunteer and help people that are genuinely in need, you'll forget about what you thought was big. Yes. Uh, I, I just love that. That is just such a powerful statement because right. really that that can really make a difference in, in how you're feeling about what's going on in your life to, to see what's yeah. out there and, and, you know, and we can help in our own community. We can help nationally. We can help around the world. I mean, it's, there's so much need everywhere, wouldn't you say? Everywhere. Mm -hmm. Everywhere, from children to elderly people. There's always people that have basic everyday needs that need your help. Absolutely. Yes. Every day. And I really believe that an act of kindness really does bring us happiness and lift us up. I mean, it we need more than what we're giving. I really believe that. It does because it's from the heart and it's going directly to help someone else, even if it's one meal. I remember during the hurricane, a coworker of mine knew someone that lived in a part of Texas and the whole community was displaced and about 100 people were at a local hotel and they were just stuck there. They had lost everything, couldn't get back in their homes and she told me about it and we provided lunch for them one day. And the manager just um, called me. It was in another town, I couldn't even go there, but I ordered it 
on my card and they delivered the food and the people were so grateful to have it and the manager at the hotel sent me a wonderful email and oh. it just made my day. It made their day. It was just one meal of the day and it really impacted people's lives. Yes. Oh, that is so beautiful. And as far as hurricanes and storms, that's going on continually, you know, yes. new yes. areas all the time. Mm -hmm. That act of kindness, you know, what it can do. Oh my gosh. I, I can imagine the stories and the experiences you have. Is, do you have any particular goals in the, in the days and years ahead, uh, branching out with your organizations or just personal goals you'd like to see? I do. Um, I'm in the process of receiving my 501c3 um, because a lot of corporations that would donate, a lot of times they don't like to donate if you don't have that. I should have that within probably the next 30 days so I'll be able to get more funding because that whole first year of giving was mostly out of my pocket. Um, I did have some donations given to me, but not, not much compared to what I gave out, which I gave from the heart, and I know God will see that through. But once I receive that, I can get more donations from organizations because they can write it off. And I plan on touching, you know, at least 10 cities this year. Well, going into 2019, at least one shelter in 10 cities to offer some type of support from Kador Helping Hands, whether it's a financial support or, you know, donating clothes or toiletries or a ton of diapers for the moms there or something. So I do plan on doing that coming into 2019. Oh, I love it. You are so awesome. Thank we you. have about uh, three minutes left in the show. Kadori, what last words do you want to share with everyone today? I always like to tell people that there's only one you and you were uniquely created. And once you're gone, there's not another blueprint of you on the face of this planet. So I like for people to try to get in touch with who they are love themselves, figure out what your purpose is in this world, spend time with yourself. Because if you're busy trying to be me, who's going to be you? And if I'm busy trying to be you, who's going to be me? So we need to be trying to be who we're supposed to be. And the next thing I want to say is never give up. Whatever you're trying to do or whatever trying time you're going through, tomorrow will be a better day. Just keep moving forward and never give up. Oh, I love that. I love that. And would you say it's okay to reach out to others and let them know that you're struggling and ask for help? You have to ask. It says ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door will be open. You can't expect for people to know your plight because every smile, there's some tears behind those smiles sometimes. So people can't read your mind. You have to ask. And if you ask enough, somebody will help you. But you have to ask. Ask and you shall receive. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. You are just such an inspiration. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, now, you. I would like to touch real quick. You mentioned writing a book. Tell us about your book for a moment. The book that I published and released last year, 2017, June 2017, at the New York Expo in New York City, it was titled Women Put Yourselves First and Be Happier. And that is an inspirational book for women and girls. Men can read it too. There's no male bashing at all. It's just an inspirational book. I feel like women and girls need more encouragement because society doesn't offer it most times. 
So Women Put Yourself First to Be Happier is an inspirational and motivational book for women and girls. Oh, I love it. I love it. And where can we purchase that book? If you purchase it on my website, kadoribrand.net, I can autograph it and send it out to you with a personalized thank you note. Or you can go to amazon.com and order it. And it comes straight from Amazon. I love it. I love it. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm going to order that today. That is exciting. And, you know, it's women need, we need to stick together and inspire each other. And, yeah. together. Yeah. I mean, support the men too, but yeah, let's, let's put that support out there for women. I love exactly. it. And it's needed. It's very much needed. Yes. 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 Oh, Kadori, you are just an inspiration. And I am so grateful to have been connected to you. And I'm, I'm going to be a big fan. I, I'm, really grateful for all that you do. You are an angel. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm just doing what's in my heart. <laughs> Thank you. Following your passion, finding your joy. I love it. I love it. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today and have a beautiful day. Hugs, love, and blessings. See you next week. Kadori. Love, hugs, and blessings, honey. Thank you. Same to you and the audience. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Are you looking to open the beautiful door to the beautiful modality of Reiki, a hands-on energy healing modality? Radio host, Reiki master, speaker, and published author, Paula Vale would be honored to assist you in your Reiki training. For details, go to wellnessinspired.com. You may also contact Paula at paula at wellnessinspired.com to schedule your training.